This is Keyshawn Rains, the host of Working Title with Keyshawn Rains, where amazing things happen. A series of past the collection plate style conversations with a Creole, queer, femme, yogi, mom, coach, author, and of course, podcast host with a nomadic soul, a quirky sense of humor, and an activator of empowerment. These conversations are just a chance for me to speak on ways to be mindful in a mindless world. Stories are shared, folks are empowered, inspired, and impacted to be more phenomenal versions of themselves through simple conversations about complex like love, life, and the pursuit of being real. Thanks for listening. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Working Title. Today's conversation is with one of my mentors, one of my gay aunties, one of my elders in my community who I was introduced to several years ago. She is just a divine spirit. She has so much joy, so much life, so much wisdom, is an amazing resource for information. She's a licensed therapist. She's a lifestyle coach, and she is literally redefining the definition of retirement. Today's episode features the one and only Dr. Tanya. So sit back, get comfortable, take a couple of long, deep cleansing breaths, and get ready for another conversation. You look <laughs> lovely. Oh my gosh, I love this color on you and your necklace. Oh my gosh, you Thank look amazing. You. I've been sitting here, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> I was wondering, I said, you know, it's it doesn't say it's on mute. It doesn't say, so I figured I'd just wait, you know, and let technology oh. work itself out. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling really excited. I got a few things down the wire and it's like at first they they were all just ideas. Mm -hmm. Then I started working them. Um, you know, then I conceptualized these things and now it's as if everything is coming to life. It's like the it's spring and the flowers are blossoming, you know. I see it and it's just like, oh my God, I'm so excited, but hell is wearing me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I know that feeling. I know that mm -hmm. feeling. Mm -hmm. I I I know that feeling so well where it's it feels like my plate is so full and mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for all of the things that are coming, you know, into fruition, falling into mm -hmm. place and I think I need a nap. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all those wrapped up into one. So. Okay, well, you get to take a nap. I do. And when you take a nap, just got to be a nap, though. You can't go to sleep. No, just a nap. People. Just set a timer, you, you know, 35, time. like 40 minutes maximum, a little power nap, and I'm good to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, exactly. I am so, so happy to be having a conversation with you today and just want to say thank you again so much for saying yes to being a part of this podcast this is definitely a a passion project for me and i just i just feel super grateful to be able to have conversations you know especially with people like yourself so i'm going to move us through this experience i have a couple of questions for you you can take up as much or as little space as you like with your responses and I'm going to just start by letting you introduce yourself to the listeners, the viewers, just by telling us your name, 
where you're from and what you stand for. Ooh, that is loaded. Cause you know, there are so many me's that um, we have to decide which me do you want? So what I'll do is try to put them all together. <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm Dr. Tanya Gilbert. Um, I'm originally from Chicago, but I've been living in the uh, greater Los Angeles area for the past 15 years. Um, I came out here to pursue my passion, um, will continue with my passion and, you know, everything we do takes on a different leg or a different life. And I needed, uh, sometimes folks don't understand in order to continue what it is you're doing, you might not just be needing to do that thing. You might also need to make geographical moves. You know, geographical moves are also included in part of the success or, or, or the, the, the path of whatever it is that you may be doing. And sometimes folks try to, you know, do things where they are and, and don't, give up on it because it doesn't feel like it's working. Mm. And sometimes it's not what you're doing is not working is where you're doing it. And so you might need to, you know, move on a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. And even with that said, I'm in that same process again, 15 years later that I have decided in my retirement, and we'll talk more about that, to move into an RV. So... (laughs) And that's why I say, when you say who I am and what I do and what I stand for, I stand for freedom, freedom of choice, freedom mm-hmm. of being, um, freedom of thinking, uh, freedom to just authentically be who you are, where you are right in this moment today. And let that be enough. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. It's it's so interesting that you say that sometimes it's not what you're doing that's not working. It's where you're doing it. And mm-hmm. just before we started, I was talking to my partner about a good friend of mine who is originally from Houston, Texas and moved to the Los Angeles area about 15 years ago and mm-hmm. just never quite you know, reached her level, never quite got Mm -hmm. to where she really wanted to be career-wise, relationship-wise, health-wise. And recently she had an opportunity to to relocate and return back to Texas where she is originally from. And she's only been there for a visit for about three weeks. And we spoke yesterday and she said, girl, I think I might stay because I'm seeing Mm -hmm. growth in my business. My health is improving. I'm feeling Mm -hmm. better. And sometimes you just need to change the location. So I really, mm-hmm. I appreciate that that reflection because it definitely just resonated with me. So you touched on something briefly, which is this the subject of retirement. Can you tell us a little more about what you're retiring from and, <laughs> and what you're experiencing now that you've started your retirement journey? Well, again, my thought process is, uh, uh, I believe, uh, open or broader than some folks. I'm willing to think outside of the flaps that's on the box, you know, because um, I don't want to be caged into anything. And so most people that I have encountered, when you say retire, they kind of have that thing. What are you retiring from? You know, um, 
some folks think retirement means stop, mm. you know, sit down, be still. Mm-hmm. But in the vein of where I come from, I have already retired several times, you know. I stopped doing this and I started doing another project, you know, because I live my passion. And um, so retirement for me means just simply making some choices in my life today that fits with where I am in my life today. Mm. It, it doesn't mean, you know, um, endless vacations mm-hmm. because I've endless vacationed already, you know, <laughs> so that wouldn't be anything different to do. Yeah. It doesn't mean, you know, like getting and sitting on the, the porch with your rocking chair and start knitting or going <laughs> fishing. None of, it, none of that fits who I am. Mm-hmm. But retirement for me means to settle in mm-hmm. to where you are. It doesn't mean to quit, to stop. It means to settle in, retire, rest, you know, rest where you are, you know, and then evaluate what do you need to be at this resting place in your life. I love that. That's, I, can I retire <laughs> right now? <laughs> it's, um, you know, that's what I'm saying. I'm, uh, I'm all about freedom of choice, freedom of doing, freedom of just being. Mm. See, we're all uh, uh, always trying to go somewhere and chase something. You know, we are chasing what we allegedly want to be. Mm. I'm the person to say, be where you are, be who you are. And that's just simply being. So retiring and retirement for me simply means just kind of get a little still, Mm -hmm. evaluate where you are, Mm -hmm. and what is it that you need right here, right now, in these moments of your life to continue to give you the best life. And this is something that's not... um, coming from the stem of what's socially projected and accepted as retirement. Right. right. Socially, we're programmed to think that retirement is the, you know, last step before the final step, you know, the end right. of your life or yeah. retirement is um, like, you know, letting go of, you know, the job that you've worked forever, the career that you've been in forever. And Mm -hmm. it's rare that people think of retirement as liberation, you know, Mm -hmm. as an opportunity to really explore and turn over a new leaf or start a new chapter. It's, you know, what will I do with myself now that I'm retired, you know, and I have friends, friends and, um, I have friends, I have peers, and I have parents, you know, and grandparents and godparents who are at the age, quote unquote, of retirement. And that seems to obviously be different for every person. And Mm -hmm. having conversations with them about, well, what are you going to do next when you retire? And they're like, I don't know what I'm going to do because Mm -hmm. I've never had this much freedom. I've never Mm -hmm. had this much Mm -hmm. time, you know? Mm -hmm. So when you recognized what retirement could look like for you, what are some of the first things that you noticed were different once you reached a state of retirement versus where when you were in a different state of, of your life? What were some of the things that stood out? Well, for me, again, this is not my first time to retire. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. This is what I'm saying. For me, retirement just means take a moment mm. of stillness. Mm-hmm. Evaluate what it is. And where do you go from here? You can do that at any point in your life. And I encourage people to do that more often. But we are so bound by social constructs that says that we have to follow all of the rules and regulations until you get one foot in the grave and the other one, what they say, on the banana peel. (laughs) And then you can say, oh, well, now we'll give you permission to retire because there's not really much else you can do. You know, your usefulness is not as needed or or as useful. Mm. And I find folks that that follow that tradition Mm -hmm. to not experience retirement as liberation, They don't experience retirement as freedom. Mm. They experience retirement as loneliness, uh, insignificance, um, being less useful, Mm -hmm. less needed, less desired, um, and pretty much kind of lost. And so most people, when you talk to the average person Mm -hmm. that look forward to retirement, the first thing they say, oh, I think I'm going to maybe travel some and, oh, I'm going to take up knitting and guitar playing and, oh, (laughs) you know, because they do, they have stepped out of what's been validated as okay, living your life, contributing to society, you know, and doing all of that. Mm -hmm. And now I've done that. And I'm, I'm aged out of everything. Right, right. So now what do I do? How can I do? So I work, part of the work I do, mm-hmm. I work with people through my coaching. You know, I am a um, psychotherapist and I am a behavior health uh, specialist. Um, I'm an author. I'm a motivational speaker. I'm an ordained minister. And mostly... I am a transformational life coach because I guide people into transforming their lives to going to that place in life where they really desire to be. Mm-hmm. I help folks figure out what what is it that they really desire because most people don't even know what they want because they're so used to being told what to do. That's right. And so when they get to retirement, that's why they don't know what to do. They're lost because yeah. nobody now have a plan for them. And they have failed to plan for themselves. Mm. That's so key that people have failed to plan for themselves so that the idea of not doing what they've been doing is fearful. It's uncertain. You know, it's Mm -hmm. uncomfortable and Mm -hmm. trying to like fill their day. Well, I've, I've been used to getting up and going to this job for the last 30, 40 years and Mm -hmm. Or I've been used to going to this job for the last five years and it's time for me to retire from that particular career. What am Uh I going to do with myself? How am I going to keep myself occupied? How am I going to, you know, generate income? What will my community Mm -hmm. look like? And so I think that sometimes if I think of people 
like myself or I even think of people that have been working even longer than I have that are ready Mm -hmm. for a retirement experience, the Mm -hmm. idea of what comes next is mm-hmm. is where they stop that's where the planning stops so i don't know like you mm-hmm. said i'm gonna pick up guitar or i'm gonna mm-hmm. learn how to bake or something but what i think mm-hmm. is really cool especially about someone like yourself is that you have so many different career experiences mm-hmm. that you've had so far that mm-hmm. when you reach this current season of retirement you are exploring something that i find super interesting which is a nomadic lifestyle that allows Mm -hmm. you a new type of liberation and a new type of freedom. Can you tell me a little more about that? Okay. Let me just give you another thing about that um, retirement planning for retirement. Yes. Because in this nomadic lifestyle that I've taken up, I hang out with a lot of retirees, right? Okay. And uh, uh, they're, is a couple sets of folks that I hang out with in the nomadic lifestyle. I hang out with the set that I'm going to speak of right the second is the retirees. Mm -hmm. They did plan their retirement. They planned really well. Mm -hmm. They did the the 401ks. They did the art. They did everything to get themselves financially suited to retire. And as they were doing that, a lot of them sold their homes and went and did exactly what I did, purchased an RV. And they got these fabulous, big, beautiful things, right? Mm-hmm. However, what I find that they have done, they have tried to take that lifestyle that mm-hmm. they lived in all of these years while they worked and put it into this thing over here that they're calling retirement and they're calling freedom. Mm. It was very interesting. Um, one day recent, my grandson hangs out with me in the desert sometimes too. He loved hanging out with his grandma. And he was like, grandma, I just noticed something because we are hanging out in a retirement community mm-hmm. resort. Mm-hmm. And I said, what? He said, all of these people, it's not even 12 o'clock. And they are already two shades to the wind. Mm. He said they are red, beat faced. They are this, they're that. He said they are just buzzed. He said, I know this. This is something that they do every day. You know, they get up and then they ride around on their golf carts mm-hmm. and they have these cups. And what's in those cups that says juice is not juice. They're getting juiced. <laughs> they're getting juice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so I took um, attention to that Mm -hmm. and I wanted to understand because that's not who I am. I got all kind of projects that I'm doing. And so then I was like, what's going on? Why are they? He's right. You know, Mm -hmm. well, what happened? They're doing trying to imitate life. They're trying to Mm -hmm. take that life that they had and put it out here. And it wasn't because of finances that they left that place right. where and brought them to the road they are in search of something that they couldn't find in that house but they don't know how to let go mm. of that life that they had to give themselves freedom so although they might not have that house they have an expensive rv they have boats they have all kind of beautiful toys right mm-hmm. so they're still tied to things and not themselves. 
So they don't know what to do with themselves because now they're out here, they're finding themselves still living the same life that they were living, but now it's on wheels. Now it's on wheels. They just took their house and made it mobile. They took their lifestyle exactly. and made it mobile. And then apparently added a couple, you know, gallons of alcohol to that maybe, or maybe that's what was happening before. I, I don't instead know. Of working, you know instead of working, yeah. working, doing something, they're drinking. Even the ones I, I engaged to sitting, you know, I like to sit on the Colorado River. Mm -hmm. They're sitting there in the sun, reading and Boop, they got their cocktail sitting right next to them, 11 a.m., wow. you know. Wow. So and every hour is cocktail hour, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. By 6 or 7 o'clock in the evening, they are fully loaded, you know. <laughs> wow. And I am just calming my day down because I'm making curtains, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I found all kind of things, you know, yeah. coloring rocks. I found all kinds of things that I haven't had the opportunity to allow myself to explore. Mm. I have reconnected pretty much with my inner child in the sense of when we are children, mm -hmm. um, we're curious yes. and we are creative. Yes. And we are not afraid. Right. As adults, we become afraid and severely cautious and engage ourselves in that. So what I have done is kind of reconnect with my curiosity. I have reconnected with my creativity yeah. and the, the caution that I learned through living life mm -hmm. serves just as a measurement for safety because you still have of to course. be aware of your surroundings and the people that's in it. You know, you can't be running off like, you know, you're in tulip land somewhere. <laughs> right, right. <You> know? <laughs> we still on earth, so yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, when I was young, I used to make clothes and jewelry and I could sit and look at something and draw it just the way it is. And as I started experiencing life, those things dwindled away. You know, we lose all of that as we start adulting. We lose it. Right. And so I decided in my retirement, I was, I'm re-adulting. I'm adulting in a different way. I'm still an adult and I'm still responsible, but I want to have I want, you know, to understand what really brings me joy, what brings me peace, what brings me comfort, you know, and those are the things that make me free, right. you know, right. and they're not like things, they're not like money, they're, you know, I looked at something in the desert the other day and I was like in complete awe, oh my God, look at this thing, I was following donkeys around, I've never seen a wow Boros. I have never seen a wow and I've seen one in the zoo. Mm -hmm. But I'm sitting in my RP and here goes a whole group of them walk right past. And then I get up in the morning and they was evidence that they spent a significant amount of time in my yard. <laughs> <laughs> they left a parting gift. <laughs> so yes, I understand. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, this is so wow, you know, to see mountain goats and mm -hmm. they're not like in the zoo. So it's almost like how you're a kid, you go to the zoo and you see this, mm -hmm. then you're like, wow. But as an adult, now I see this, I'm like, man, I didn't know that these things, you know, I knew deer ran up and down the street, but yeah. it never dawned on me in my adulting. Right. 
Well, because you're adulting, like you said, I think Mm -hmm. as we transition from children into adolescence, into adulthood, and then more adulthood, that we lose that courage and that curiosity and that creativity that we had as children. And Mm -hmm. then there's like a shift that happens where for some it's, it's, we retire, we retire from adulting in some form or fashion, or we shift Mm -hmm. into a different type of adulting where the thing that we're really looking for is that courage and that curiosity Mm -hmm. and that creativity that we had as children. And so I think that when I think of the liberation that can happen from retirement is to really leave behind, you know, all that Mm -hmm. stuff that was really Sub submerging our creativity and like kind mm-hmm. of squashing it down and that curiosity is really to go back and really find it and so when I think of you know your experience purchasing an RV and then starting to kind of travel around the country and the types of people that you're finding on the road you know we talked a couple of weeks ago that movie uh, what is it called nomad land i think had recently yeah. come mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. and it's getting all mm-hmm. this you know critical acclaim and so my partner and i watched it and the first thing she says is where's the black people <laughs> on the road are there any <laughs> black people on the road and i said well i'm going to talk to dr tanya in a couple of weeks so i'm going to ask that question so since you've been in your rv and you've been on the roads you know of america so to speak tell me a little bit more about the communities that you're finding while you're out there but let me just say that okay (laughs) this is so funny to me because i've said this my whole life we black folks are everywhere Mm. you cannot stop us from being anywhere our presence in the places that we are is just somewhat different okay. than some of the other folks. There is an entire community of Black nomads. Mm. There is an entire community of Black van lifers. I mean, I've ran into a few. I've met a few. It's just like with anything else. You know, folks act like um, we just showed up. You know, and and I tell people all the time, the first surfers were not of the um, Caucasian persuasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they actually were black. Mm. You know, the beaches that we out here in California, mm-hmm. you know, up on uh, um, Seal Beach, mm-hmm. that was black. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what you see. And they taught some of the other folks how to surf, surf, you know? You gotta look at the folks, you know, look over in Hawaii, look at that. All of these, we have always been in places. Mm -hmm. It just didn't seem significant enough Mm -hmm. that we were there. And then when we start showing up more often, then we become this anomaly. Look, there go a black RV, or you know, right? You know, so I have some personal chuckles, you know, as I you know go and travel. Mm-hmm. There, people don't know there is ten black-owned and operated RV resorts in the United States. Wow, who would have ever thought it? Right, that's ten more than I thought. <laughs> okay, I didn't but know there was one, and they wow. are. Fabulous. They are fabulous. And I plan on having an opportunity to travel to all 10 of them. 
Okay. It's just that I have to, you know, when you're RB or you learn to be a weather chaser. Yes. And um, most of them are mostly in the southern area. Mm-hmm. And the weather there is not conducive to, you know, driving an RB at certain times of year. Uh, yep. And so yeah. you have to kind of plan it. So I won't get to those places this year, but I will be in those places next year. But there's a lot of people that don't know that. But there is um, black RV community mm-hmm. um, is no is not as many of us out are being full time are being mm-hmm. hard time are being van lifing camping you know how many black folks really get into camping just simple tent camping right. you know right. and and a lot of it is because we have embraced as a community. Mm-hmm what is socially projected upon us to say that we are successful. And if we are living in RV, somehow something went wrong in our lives. Mm. Because now you're equated as being less than or homeless or, you know, or whatever. And so with that said, I talk about this retirement community Mm -hmm. of dwellers and most of them are not of the community of color persuasion. Mm. And um, they're still trying to hold on. Yeah. And, and live this other life. Yeah. But then there's another um, community of, of, of nomads. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, I, I really like that movie, but the movie was very one dimensional. Um, it, it, you've seen a cup of cameo appearances of, of black folks. Mm-hmm. And then most of the folks that was in there, it was the story about lost hardship, but also family and connection. Mm-hmm. And so when I say family and connection, the nomadic community is what community really is. Okay. Um, they help each other. They, and it is just so amazing. Um, it reminds me of before colonization happened, mm-hmm. you know, how did messages get across, you know, the country right. and how did that word travel so quickly mm-hmm. and how did folks know where to meet other folks before we got all of this technology. Right. And right. so the nomadic life is to me almost like going um, going into time, going into history, you know, and, and, and experiencing people that are real, true folks. Right. Now, what happens, there are some people that came out there mm-hmm. as a result of some type of hardship. Right. And landed living in their cars or their RVs mm-hmm. or, or, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah, some people that decided whatever happened in life that they just wanted to run off the grid, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and because and, and, they couldn't tolerate it anymore. Right. But then you have a whole nother uh, group of people that are very similar to myself. I'm opting for freedom. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, what does freedom mean? You know, freedom does not necessarily mean living off the grid. Right. It does not necessarily mean trying not to pay a utility bill. It doesn't necessarily mean that. So that's what I'm traveling doing. I'm talking to people um, and and trying to get connected with more stories of what is freedom? What does freedom mean to you? You know, you don't have to be a nomad to desire freedom. 
Right. And how can you bring freedom into your life mm-hmm. without doing that? So what does freedom mean to you? Yeah. And so absolutely. that's what I'm I'm doing. And then the other side of what I do, mm-hmm. there's that group that was similar to that movie um, that's out there. Um, and there's some other groups that have ideal <clears throat> idealized, uh, you know, living a nomadic life because it looked very, it's very romanticized on um, social media. Oh, it can be definitely yeah. because you have, it yeah, like. it is. It's, yeah. yeah it's, Cause like you said, you have those who, those who are in a, who are nomads, who are in a nomadic mm-hmm. lifestyle mm-hmm. that are there by choice and desire. And then mm-hmm. there's those who are there as a result of hardship and inconvenience, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak. So mm-hmm. I think that like the culture of that probably varies, but continue, mm-hmm. you were saying. But those, but both of them still have one thing in common. Okay. You take you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. You take you wherever you go. That's right. And so when they decide they want to go and become nomads for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. the ones that even say they are choosing this life, Mm -hmm. when you walk away from the city and all of this stimulation, there's nothing out there but you. That's right. And the desert or the trees or the water or wherever you may be. That's right. And so there is nothing to bounce anything off of except for yourself. Mm. So then uh, some folks out there find themselves feeling lonelier, feeling sad, depressed, anxiety, things come up, issues come up for them that they haven't encountered in years because there were so many other distractions that it kind of kept those things buried in their lives. Mm -hmm. So you have folks out there uh, just recently, um, there was a couple, at least this one woman, it was public, everybody know her, so I think it's okay to say her name, Mm -hmm. but uh, her name was Lee. She had a show on YouTube. Oh, yeah. But she committed suicide. Mm -hmm. But to see her, you would think her life was perfect because she's traveled the world, she's a nomad, she's this, she's that. And it seemed like everything is going well, but she still could not find herself. She still could not connect to herself. Mm -hmm. And being out there as a nomad, it was just too much. You know, it was too broad. It wasn't enough for her to hold on to. So part of what I do as um, being a a nomad Life coach, I guess. We got yeah, we got I, a nomadic transformational life coach. I mean, that sounds yeah, pretty fly to me. I'm not quite to wrap it up yet. Yeah. But part of what I do is help those folks that have decided for whatever reason, by you know, decision or because circumstances or whatever, and they're out there with themselves to help them really find themselves, you know? So I'm doing coaching with that nomadic community. I love that. I love that because, you know, I had, I have always had this desire to just move, to be in different places, to explore different Mm -hmm. places, you know, from, from the, from birth till, you know, the age of, 
what, 12 or 13 years old, I moved like six or seven times. You know, I was born in Inglewood, lived in Portland, back to Inglewood, moved to Utah, back to Inglewood, then to the desert, and then graduated from high school and went off and lived, you know, started living my adult life. And I've always just had this desire to explore. And so in 2018, as a result of financial hardship, I started moving around and started entitling myself as a nomad because everything mm-hmm. I had was in the trunk of my car. All of my other worldly possessions were in a, in a storage space in mm-hmm. Long Beach. And I just kind of was moving, you know, and mm-hmm. even though at the time I was spending some time couch surfing, sometimes sleeping in my mm-hmm. car, sometimes, you know, get an Airbnb here and there, house sitting for people, just being everywhere. The irony of that was it wasn't something that I planned for However, Mm -hmm. I found myself really just embracing it. Like this is Mm -hmm. just, it is what it is. The only thing that made me feel like there was something lacking was I have a son and I wasn't providing that structural home that he had gotten used Mm -hmm. to. However, knowing that he was okay and he was well taken care of and everything was good with him, there were times when I would just get in my car and just drive. You know, Mm -hmm. I would drive up the coast, down the coast, drive east, you know, out towards the desert. And there was one time that I was driving and I drove all the way out to Joshua Tree. And Mm -hmm. I just kind of parked my car and just kind of got out and looked around and said, okay, Mm -hmm. like you said, wherever you go, you take yourself with you. Wherever you go, there Mm -hmm. you are. And it was in those quiet moments, those moments of solitude that this podcast Mm -hmm. was born that my first book was born, that, you know, changes Mm -hmm. in my business started to happen, changes that Mm -hmm. I needed to make to prepare myself for the ideal partnership started to happen. Like Mm -hmm. so many things, so much transformation took place when I stepped away from all the other distractions. So Mm -hmm. I, I tell people like, you should just be nomad for at least a year. Just try it out. Just see how it feels because it's life changing, you know, and it is. And in my travels that I've had so far, I have run into entire families and Mm -hmm. black families with three, four, five children and they're living nomadic lives. They're living in their RVs and these are the most grounded and well-rounded children Mm -hmm. that I know because they are being exposed to all kind of cultures and they are experiencing history live, you know. Yeah. You, they're 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 going exploring the caves in Utah and the monuments in in in, in uh, South Dakota and not just looking at a picture in the book. They are literally living this, and with the the, the technology, mm-hmm. they're being homeschooled, and so they're being socialized mm-hmm. in a very well-rounded, grounded, appropriate way. Mm-hmm. So, so when, you know, we talk about structure mm-hmm. and things like that, all of those things are what you make them. Right. They're what you create, you know. Who's to say that, you know, they eat three meals a day, mm-hmm. they have a bedtime, <laughs> They, everything you would do in the brick and mortar, they're doing that same exact thing on will. So they're not lack in right. any structure at right. all. They're just not living the traditional brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. And so this is what I'm saying. I encourage folks to touch into 
their real authentic selves. Mm -hmm. You know, if your authentic self is what you have been accustomed to through our exposure Mm -hmm. of how we've been culturally stimulated, you know, with, we're supposed to have this, you're supposed to have this, you got to have this amount of money, you got to have that, these kind of foods. And, you know, we've been culturally stimulated in that place. And that's how, how you get stuck in those jobs for years. And then you get upon this thing that's called retirement and you're lost Mm -hmm. because all of our social constructs did not give you any further instructions other than to save for your retirement. And no one wrote the book on what retirement really is. What does retirement really look like? How do you create retirement? Is retirement the end of life thing? You know, Mm -hmm. why does retirement have to be the next, like you say, the next stage to the end of your life? Right, right. You know, right. And you can retire at 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 any age at any age you can take a pause that's right and decide where do i go from here that's all retirement is is taking a pause and say where do i go from here Mm. that's That's, it that's real I, i gotta let that breathe that's that's so real because rewriting the narrative that tells us that retirement is something that is only allowed at a certain age that is only acceptable after a certain number of years in a career that is only you know permissible if you've accomplished xyz instead of recognizing that retirement is something that very well may happen several times throughout your life it's not just a one-time thing or it doesn't have to just look one way Time for a break, time for a breather. One thing that we often forget to do as we move throughout our lives, throughout our day, is to breathe. So I invite you right now to allow three deep, intentional breaths to enter and exit your body. And by the time you're done, we will be ready to continue. Thank you so much for listening. So I love that. I would like to switch gears a little bit with you. And this is the portion of my podcast where I like to give you an opportunity to tell us a little more about you. And I'm going to provide you with a couple sentence prompts. And then you can complete the sentence taking up as much or as little space as you'd like. So the first is, I am happiest when? I am happiest when I just, I'm just doing something that I've been motivated to do just because. Not because it was requested, not because it is required, but just because I feel like it. Mm. How about I know I've made an impact when? 
I know I have made an impact when I engage with anyone because my goal in life with anyone, even if I just looked at them and they looked at me, we didn't even have to speak. But it's something that happened with that exchange mm -hmm. that created some type of meaning, you know, for, for, for that person. My goal is to leave everything better than I found it. And it's not about what I have done for that person but it's more of how did I make them feel? Mm. I love that. I want to be known for my... I want to be, you know, this is really interesting okay. because part of what I do as a coach and folks want to know what their passions are, what this is, and, you know, how to change their lives. Mm -hmm. I have a... a um, intervention that I do with them that's very similar to that question I want to be known by okay and it's like I invite them to write their obituary sounds gross but no that's actually start. not gross at all <laughs> it, I have people to start from where you want to be or where you end mm -hmm. and then live that thing mm -hmm. so I want to be known for just being truly authentically who I am, every time you have engaged with me, I want people to be able to say, you know, Tanya was wild and crazy and this and that, but one thing, she was truly genuine and authentic person. And no matter whatever it is she did, she did said, it was always real. Mm, I love that. I love that. So before we, before we wind down, I like to play a little game called the time machine. So mm -hmm. you're going to get comfortable on your seat. And if you'd like, mm -hmm. you can close your eyes or lower your gaze. And you're going to imagine yourself getting into a time machine that looks however you want. And we're going to travel all the way back until you were 16. And as you step out of the time machine and you see your 16-year-old self standing before you, what is the first thing that you say? Okay, 16-year-old self. <laughs> My 16-year-old self, we used to call her Twinkie. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> now it's funny. But it was, about, it was about being as bright and shiny as a star. Then I was very different from other folks. Then I used to, as dark as I am, I used to draw freckles on my face. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what I would say to my 16 year old self thank you so much. I just want to thank you and, and just let you know how much I appreciate the pre preparation that you gave me to be able to get here where I sit today. Without you, I would not be who I am right here, right now in this moment. So I would love to thank my 16 year old self because she was furious. Mm -hmm. She was a leader and she was genuine and she was authentic and she had the courage 
to take on anything and just live, no matter what anyone else said about it. She still did her thing, and that's who I am today. So I say thank you, 16 Twinkie. Mm, I love that. Okay, we're going to get back in our time machine and come all the way back to the present. And when you're ready, please open your eyes. Oh, I love that. So the last thing I like to offer on every podcast is a brief little reading from this Oracle deck that I have. It's called the Oracle of E and E is for everything. And it's super lighthearted. And um, the messages are always really fun. And so I just, it's a deck of 52 cards. So I'm just going to ask you to pick a number between one and 52. Six. Six. Okay. And I'm also going to pull the 10 card because today is the 10th. So great. Okay. So the message for number six says from scratch, from scratch. And so there's a little guidebook. I'm going to read the extended message from scratch. Oh, this is perfect. (laughs) They always are. Congratulations. You've got all the ingredients for every one of your dreams to come true. Everything is now within your reach. What are you waiting for? It's not going to bake itself. Quit looking and start cooking. All right. I like that. You have to send me the information to get that deck. I surely will. I'll, I'll, see, I'll email it to you today. And right. the second card is the number 10. And the message is over your shoulder. I love this one. This is one of my favorites. Over your shoulder, the message is those recurring patterns in your life, throw them overboard. Whoever said those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it was full of, mm. you only repeat patterns when you continue to stare at them. You get hypnotized and then act them out. Take one last look back, if you must, and then say sayonara for good. <laughs> that is so that's great though that's amazing thank you i'm so glad well my dear you are one of my favorite people in the world that i have had the privilege of meeting so far i enjoy every opportunity that i have to just share space with you and to be in conversation with you and i feel like i learn something new every time that we talk I just want to affirm you and commend you for the work that you're doing and the work that you continue to do, the lives that you touch, the people that you inspire, and the transformation that you help facilitate in the lives of others is just amazing, amazing, amazing work. And I just want to say thank you so much. You are quite welcome. And the same thing, ditto, ditto for you. Because you are a person that I have met that you never fail to show up. And not only do you show up, you show out. <laughs> See, people can come, but they don't do nothing. You show up and you show out. And that's so important. And don't you ever let anyone take any of that away from you. You just own that. Just keep doing it. I will. I will. see you no matter what you're doing. I say, go look at that girl. (laughs) (laughs) And it's always so exciting. And it always warms my heart, you know, to, to see and know that I have connected with people like yourself, you know, to know that you're out there. Folks say to me all the time, 
they say, Dr. Chanya, how do you do it? You just, you know, you're always busy. You know so many people. I said, everybody I know, I pretty much love equally, and we're family. Yes. You know, family is not about a, a bloodline. It's about a spiritual kinship and connection. And we've had that, yes. you and I, yes, from the very, very beginning. I would never forget that from yes. the very beginning. Yes. And also, you know, I have written three more books. Oh, you better write three more books. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there be well, I'm re-releasing one book. Okay. You know, uh, my first book because I wrote it and released it at a time that there was so much going on mm. that I didn't give it its jest. So I'm re-releasing that in May. Okay. And it's called Life Coaching Made Simple. Don't ask the friend, hire a life coach. And um, folks can go to my Instagram and uh, my YouTube and uh, my Facebook. And I'm be running some specials and give some giveaways for that. And then after that, I wrote um, three reflection journals. And it's uh, Reflections on Living. It's called The Exchange. Okay. And each journal is geared towards how we live, our perceptions, our expectations, mm -hmm. and our courage to live. So those are coming soon. And the last thing. Okay. Okay. Bring on the announcements. I love it. <laughs> the last thing, uh, starting this Wednesday, my... Um, Nomad Life is coming to life <laughs> on YouTube. Okay. It's called Off With Dr. Tanya, Opting for Freedom. And it's going to be a combination of conversations with myself, people like you, people I just run into. Also, just me talking here, talking about whatever. Uh -huh. um, some things will be live. Some things will be pre-recorded. But you will be able to find it every Wednesday starting this coming Wednesday. I think it's the 14th. Okay. Okay. Yes. And I'm actually going to be interviewed <laughs> by the guy that's up for the Academy Award for Nomadland. What? That is amazing. Oh, my goodness. I, my heart is so full. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yes. Because yeah, so, he's doing some good things out there. Well, good. I'm so and glad. I want to support and partner with him doing some of those good things. Yes. So I already have uh, some Nomad clients. Okay. I've already set up a scholarship that folks donate to. Mm -hmm. um, so the folks that's living nomadic lives can have the, the coaching because some of them don't have money. Right. But We'll talk more about it, but I'm so excited. I'm so excited. That is amazing. That is amazing. That is amazing. Well, I am, yeah, I'm I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my day today, and I encourage you to do the same, and I know you will. And okay. so Wednesday, April 14th on YouTube is where we can find you on. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. And then all the other places, I'll make sure I include that in the podcast. Yeah. So, all right, Dr. Tanya, I appreciate you so much. Thank All right. You. I'll right. talk to you later. Okay. Thank talk you to so you much. Soon. You're so welcome. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs>
it's time to wrap this up and i just want to say very sincerely thank you you have your choice of thousands of different podcasts that you could be listening to each day and i appreciate you for choosing this to be one of them right now in this moment i see the light i see the love the wisdom the beauty the prosperity the creativity and the pure joy that shines within each of you and i bow humbly before your divinity namaste